we are going to begin with one of the best jazz guitarists of all time. When Frank Sinatra, Celine Dion, Barbara Streisand, Tom Jones, Dolly Parton, the list goes on and on and on. When those superstars record, he is the first call they make. Yeah, he is number one. He also works in TV and film. In fact, when Michael J. Fox ripped into Johnny B. Good on Back to the Future, it was this guy who was actually playing the guitar solo. He is the premier studio guitarist working in L.A. today. We're thrilled to have him. Let's welcome the one and only Tim May. Hey, Tim. How are you, Mark? Uh, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule. First of all, where are you today? Are you in L.A.? I'm in, uh, yeah, in Calabasas, a suburb of Los Angeles. Just chilling in SoCal, huh? Yeah. Well, I don't know chilling. It's pretty hot. <laughs> uh, you know, I've read some great interviews, one by, by our good friend Jim Carlton that he did with you that was very, very technical. And i got to tell you up front, Tim, uh, our music IQ isn't the greatest. So let's start there. Would you describe for us what exactly a studio musician is and, and what makes a great one? Well, um, a studio musician is uh, pretty much a hired gun who is part of a, a group of players that when somebody's making a record or film or whatever music needs to be recorded, they, they call upon this pool of players to come and do it. And uh, generally, it involves being able to be very quick. Uh, and, of course, you know you have to be pretty good, but being fast and being able to show up and, and just provide whatever musical um, thing they need to do, whatever you're playing, uh, quickly is the thing and, and well. And it's... Um, Pretty much what it is is we're all freelance players, and we get go from project to project, and uh, it's always a different thing, and, and it's a different styles of music, and different uh, every every session is a different adventure. You got to be versatile, you got to be flexible, and as Mom always told us, you got to play well with others, right? Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> really it. And Tim, let's talk about some of those others because I rattled off a list of big names at the beginning. Tell me, do any of the sessions that you've had stand out in your mind as either the most fun or the most challenging? Tell us some of your stories. Well, um, yeah, there's, <laughs> they're all different. Like I said, and for different reasons, they're challenging. Sometimes, um, uh, well, often we're presented with, especially as a guitar player, uh, we're presented with different uh, degrees of information. We might get a very specific part written out, note for note, and dynamics, and everything exactly like they want it, and we have to interpret that accurately. On the other side of the coin, we might just get somebody say, here's the song, and they might play it for us and say, what do you think? So we have to come up with our part, and everywhere in between, where they might have an idea, but we have to kind of fine-tune it. Oftentimes, they'll write music for a guitar, um, and if they don't know the instrument, they might write something that's unplayable. That uh, just doesn't lie on the instrument, and we have to kind of revamp that and interpret it and make it so it is playable and sounds good. And and uh, you know, oftentimes the trick is to do it without standing up and saying, "Well, this isn't playable on guitar," and embarrassing anybody or that kind of stuff. And just being kind of smooth, you know, just uh, making it work no matter what. Um, as far as special sessions, boy, there's been some real difficult things. I remember one time I did a film with. Um, uh, Tom Tedesco was a fantastic session player from the 50s and 60s and 70s. He passed away, unfortunately, in the 90s. But uh, we did. A, he was a, known for his beautiful nylon string playing, a great lyrical uh, gut string guitar playing. So we did a session one time where it was uh, he had all this solo thing to play, and it was he was just free and doing his thing. And the second guitar part, which I was playing, was one of those parts I was saying was all specifically written out with very difficult stuff and that was the, really the hard thing to play everybody you know um, to play that was like really difficult to, to get it right 
And it, it, he was the one that was, oh, boy, Tom, that sounds fantastic. And all the other guys are sweating and playing and doing you know, the hard work. He played beautifully as a soloist, you know. But um, I remember that being one of the things where it was just, man, this is hard, and I've got to play it and uh, kind of like in the background a little bit kind of thing, which we often are anyway. You know, in many cases when it comes to recording, and check me if I'm wrong here, but members of well-known bands sometimes don't even actually play on the record. Uh, and the reason I know that is our pal Roger McGuinn told us that he was actually the only member of the Birds that was allowed to play on the recording of Mr. Tambourine Man. How often does that happen? Well, that used to happen a lot more in, in the, the days of the 60s with, with the Monkees and uh, you know that, yeah. the Beach Boys and all that kind of stuff, where oftentimes the bands were the same guys. Um, playing all those different different groups, um, you know, the Shondells and the, uh, all, whatever, you, on and on, it was always the same guys, but then they would put a band to go on the road, and the guys would have to either learn how to play that stuff or whatever. Now, uh, that's kind of changed a little bit, uh, in the, you know, I guess probably in the later 60s and stuff when the bands became the bands, and they did start doing their own records and actually became the players. It's just, just a uh, stylistic thing that, well, not even stylistic, but just a, a, a situation that changed more and more as time went on. And now, oftentimes, the bands do th- their own thing. You know, I mean, they are actually playing it. Um, but that was really prevalent kind of more in the 60s. And, and Tim, let's talk about that Back to the Future classic scene, Johnny Be Good. I mean, yeah. it's it's the same song, and it's played different styles all throughout. I mean, that's that's pretty brilliant, and we do want to put you on the spot. What do you think about Michael J. Fox's performance? He seemed to sell it. What's your take? Oh, he was fantastic. He did a great job. He, he in, in fact, studied with, uh, uh, there was another guitar player, I, I don't know who it was, but he got together with him and, and actually learned how to make the stuff look real and look like it was really played, and he did a great job. I thought he did a fantastic job of doing that. He really got all the, the, the nuances and the, the, the right fingering kind of thing and, the, and all that stuff. He did a fantastic job. And that that actual guitar solo that you played was kind of a trip through musical history in terms of style, wasn't it? Well, that's right. They, when when I got to the session, they said, we want to go from, uh, in, in this one song, we want to uh, go from the style of the 50s all the way to the current style. And and, uh, and they want to have a, just like a little history of rock and roll guitar. Okay. So we started with the you know that style of the Chuck Berry, the Johnny B. Good thing, and it went all through the the uh, feedback and the tapping and the hammer-ons and all that kind of stuff, and tried to get it all in one shot. That was actually a, uh, a really fun session to do, and it was very guitar-heavy. And uh, in fact, there was a funny thing related to that. I, I did that session, and you know, like I said, it was you know it was all guitar focus. It was it was really you know obviously a lot of guitar. So then after that. Um, I got a call from a, a, a young guy who was, had moved into town and wanted to, uh, wanted to observe a recording session. So I looked at my book and said, oh, here's another Back to the Future session. This should be good to see. So I invited him to come along on a date, and, and um, I didn't know what we were going to do, but I knew it was for the film, so I figured it would be a, you know, another guitar-heavy session. So I walked in, and it was just me. Um, and the guy was, I got a chair for the, the young guy, and he was sitting there and watching and all excited. And, and the first thing that the direction I got was, okay, Tim, Take your guitar cord out of the guitar and put your thumb on it so it goes and makes that noise. Uh, okay, and and on and on. It turned out I don't know if you remember the scene where Michael J. Fox plugged that guitar into that amplifier and turned it <laughs> oh, yeah. real high and, and put, played that big power chord. They wanted to get all the nuances of that sound of that thing, so they're telling me, okay, now pull your guitar cord out, make it make it buzz. Now pound the amp so the reverb goes and makes that noise, 
and I'm essentially making all these kind of ambient sounds with the with the guitar for this thing. And this kid's looking at me like, man, big time studio guy. This is what you do. Anybody could do this. <laughs> Where can I get this work? Uh, and, and and Tim, I know we've talked a little bit or quite a bit about what you've done in the past. Let's talk about what you have going on right now. You have your own recording company, and I know you're working on a new solo CD. Tell us about that. That's right. Well, um, I've, I've been doing, um, this is the third record I'm doing, uh, with, the, with the the second one of the trio um, uh, outfit I have with Abe Laboreal playing bass and Bob Zimitis playing drums. And it's, uh, you know, one of my favorite things about music is the spontaneity part of it. I love spontaneous music, you know, rough edges and all. Uh, and so what, these are all original tunes that I've been doing. The first one is called Trio, um, and it's, it's all my tunes. And the only parameter I like to give the guys is, here's the song, so we all know what we're playing. Other than that, I don't like to give any direction, and we just like to see where it goes. And it's very comfortable because I do it in my studio, and, and you know, there's very little time constraints or anything, so we just, we just play. And, and, and you really get that spontaneous in the moment feel from that kind of stuff and and, and this second this this newest album i'm working on is exactly that and the other thing uh, i i like, like Tim, we got 10 uh, seconds buddy okay i like to take the opportunity to really explore new harmonies and, and really get into some depth of harmonic structure and new things like that i like new and uh adventurous kind of stuff tim the one and only the premier studio guitarist in the world thanks tim we'll talk to you later